And yeah. I mean, for people that constantly talk about voter suppression and having the right to vote, they just labeled half the country as extremists for voting the way that they see fit to vote, for voting freely, for using that right. So it's like, so we're not allowed to vote the way we want to vote. Um, or we, we receive this horrendous label and we're separated from the rest of the country and targeted. Get ready for the uncloseted conservative hour you've been waiting for. No censors, no fake news, just facts and the freedom to speak them. Friends, if you are still in the conservative closet, I've got one question for you. Why? We've sat in silence. We've been on the sidelines for years. How has it been working out? That's why it's an uncloseted conservative revolution right here, right now. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host and the original Uncloseted Conservative. All of my screens just flickered like right now in front of me. I don't know what that meant. All right, but it seems that we're still live. Uh, guys, thanks so much for joining the show. If you're a longtime listener, thank you, thank you, thank you. We are testing the waters. We're live streaming on YouTube. YouTube is, is such an interesting uh, thing. Hey, I'm back on LinkedIn. I don't know if you guys heard... Uh, but about a week ago, I got kicked off of LinkedIn, and uh, I'm back. I'm back on LinkedIn. Uh, we're not streaming on LinkedIn today, so I know that you're not watching from there. Wherever you're watching from, thank you so much. Make sure that you like, share, and that you're subscribed. If you subscribe, double-check, because they like to unsubscribe you. And as always, if you're a podcast listener, go ahead and rate and review the show. Five-star reviews only. If you give me a one through four, go ahead and leave a comment. Let me know uh, what I can do to make the production better for you. Guys, today's show is presented by Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack. Make your immune system clean, resistant, and resilient. Your immune system can be weakened by over 300 different immunodeficiency disorders, a poor diet, a lack of sleep, or an adverse reaction to various different vaccines. We're not calling any out in particular, uh, but some may have more reactions than others. Uh, guys, Z-Stack offers a range of supplements to support your immune system, whether you're a child, you're an adult, or you're one of our experienced listeners. Uh, Dr. Z sourced clean and healthy ingredients to bring you some of the best supplements available, essentials like zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, vitamin D. We're not going to say anything about that cocktail because we're not allowed to, because we're not doctors. And even if you are a doctor, you can't say anything. Uh, about those, unless you're uh, St. Fauci. Uh, Z-Stack vitamins are kosher, they're GMP certified, and they're made right here in the USA. Go to thejomobleyshow.com slash Z-Stack. Use promo code MOBLY anywhere on their website uh, for savings. Guys, protect your immune system and your immune system's health. That's not what that says. That says protect and promote your immune system's health. Today, go to thejomobleyshow.com slash Z-Stack and use promo code MOBLY. Uh, so here's the thing about the show. I hate editing so much 
that I'm not even going to edit that out. Guys, we've got outspoken Sam on the show today. You know her, you love her, her episode where she was on uh, her first time on the Joe Mobley show uh, was a lot of fun. And you guys really liked it. Tons of comments and uh, views on that show. So we've got her back. We're probably going to be talking about the collapse of our lovely Republic because things are still, you guessed it, pretty terrible. Uh, All that more and it all starts right now. I don't do this all the time, but I totally just did like a little dance to my own bumper video. I don't even know what that's about. So no one can see it but you, but I just felt that I had to out myself on that. Well, How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Me? I'm I'm good. I didn't do a little dance, but maybe next time. I'm good. You know, it's fairly... not even like a dance uh, type little song. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. You were I just, just feeling it. I needed to address it. So. <laughs> I appreciate that. The transparency is number one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Hey, that's how we roll here. It's super hot in here. Like, I don't know why it's so hot in here. I'm probably going to have a really shiny forehead. I'm not above wearing makeup, but I don't have any on right now. So, <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Right. Oh, it yeah. looks pretty fine right now. What? <laughs> Where are you at again? I forgot what state you're in. I'm in Northern Virginia. So, DC okay. is like 10 miles. Uh, east of me. Awesome. awesome. The DC like nastiness is like coming out. Like when I was a kid, where mm-hmm. I where I live was like a forest. It, it was forest and far- farmland and grassy, I almost say grassy yeah. knolls, grassy meadows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love man. it. I love it. Yeah. It's, you know what? It's after a long weekend. I think we're all trying to just like get back into the swing of things. So... Yeah, definitely true. Long and um, eventful weekend. I mean, people over the weekend are kind of thinking like, is this the end? Do we need to like flee? Like, and where does one flee from America? Like you look at the islands like Cuba, mm, probably not. Dominican, right. mm, probably not. Uh, and then, you know, many of them for us ultra MAGA people or um, right. whatever he called this, MAGA, maggot something. It it's not a little bit of people. It, we're talking half the country. We're talking 70, 80 million people. Those are the people who voted, let right. alone the the lazy people who don't vote and sit around and and complain. Uh, complain right. is a good word to use uh, <laughs> than the word that I was thinking about elections, but you stay home and don't vote. Like, you know, yeah. go yeah. freaking figure. Right. And aren't, are you in Texas? Yeah. Yeah. So you want to talk about hot. It, I had to turn my AC down so I don't sweat through the whole thing. But energy costs are so expensive. I've got to remember to turn it back <laughs> on. Like, so. It's so not... Here's what people don't know about the Southwest. I live, I was stationed at Fort Sill for six years. Um, yeah. So I've spent some time uh, just around there. Texas, uh, Arizona, Arkansas, um, Oklahoma. Sometimes the wind... Like, it's a super hot day, and you're like, oh, at least there's a breeze. No, the breeze feels like a blow dryer, like a hot blow dryer in your face. It does. It does. I mean, we just moved here from Colorado, and, you know, it used to be like I could go to the gym or whatever and come out and be like, oh, nice, cool breeze. I come outside, and it's just like a blast of hot air, and I'm like, that's not refreshing at all. Like, it's hotter outside than I was just like 10 minutes ago, so... 
I like that, like, humble brag. She's like, yeah, I work out. No, and I I was about to say, no, like, I really don't. I haven't been in, like, over a year, but I'm like, you know, I really should do that. (laughs) Are you still paying for your gym membership? Yeah, I'm one of those people that pay for a month, and I haven't, like I said, I haven't used it in a year. So I'm like, I either cancel it or maybe I should do something. I don't know. They they got you. They got me too. This, this pisses me off. It reminds me of that episode of Friends where they're just trying to quit the gym and he's like, I just want to quit the gym. They keep bringing out another employee. Yep. My gym calls me. They're like, hey, uh, you won some random thing. And I'm like, it was, a, it was a classic. Like, I don't even remember signing up for this. Did I drop a business card somewhere? Or maybe it's just right. like, oh, your name's in it because you're a member of the gym. Um, right. So they're like, you 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 get the upgrade because I just go to the same gym. They're like, you get the upgrade where you get to use all the gyms. Um, so I live in, I live like on the border of Ashburn and Leesburg, um, Virginia and Loudoun County. And mm-hmm. so I live like right in between two of the same gyms. And I just went to one. I was like, ah, I think this one's nicer. So I picked that one. Well, now I've got a month of the go to whatever gym you want. So I went to the other gym, kind of confirmed, ah, I like my gym better. At the end of the period, they started charging me for the upgrade. Of course, so I'm they like, do. oh, let me open the app, go on the website, and just turn this off. You can't. You you've got to like, you have to have some number that I don't even know what it is. They're like this membership number nonsense. It's not in the app. It's not on my profile on the website. I have no idea how to find this thing. Uh, right. So I I'm still I'm like three months in, and I need to like go and strangle a manager by hand. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you've got to show up in person and, you know, you can only cancel between like eight and eight fifteen on a Wednesday. And like, <laughs> it's really, yeah. it's, I used to work for a gym and I remember it being like, people would get so mad. I'm like, I can't do anything. I'm sorry. Like you have to go through all these hoops if you don't want to come here anymore. But like two of the reasons I started going again, one, getting a little older and like, I would wake up in the morning and just be stiff. And I'm like, that's not normal. I didn't even do anything cool and I can't move. So I'm like, I really probably should start moving. But second of all, all of the things that are going on in the world, the only time I can really listen to it is if I'm on a place where I can just like burn it off as I'm listening because my blood pressure gets so high. So good philosophy. Yeah. 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 That's the only time I can go around and listen to Mark Levin talk about the collapse. Exactly. That's the only time because I mean, if I listen before bed or in the evening, I don't sleep. If I listen in the morning and I'm not doing something, it kind of ruins my day. So I've got to do it at a time when I can kind of exert that energy. So yeah. Well, I'll I'll be perfectly honest. When you're in the army, I could go to the gym in my kit and no Mm -hmm. one would care. You know, vest, helmet, boots, whatever, do the treadmill, the stairmaster, do a workout in kit. Uh, no one would care. It's military base. There were another dozen people in there doing the same thing. Um, yeah. They'll put like put the vest on to do the pull-ups. Uh, I was not that guy. I can barely do pull-ups. I definitely don't put on a 30 or 40-pound vest to add to the pull-ups. Uh, yeah, I can do like five pull-ups. That, that's yeah. it. That, that's, all, that's all I got, guys. That's but, all good. Five more than I can do. Well, now I'm back in that boat again. I'm like, geez, like, do I? Because I usually start just about every workout with 10 minutes of um, incline walk on a treadmill. Um, Yeah, but now I'm like, do I start wearing kit again, like to the gym, just in case, you know? Uh, Are are we preparing for the worst? (laughs) And I already know people will freak out. The only good thing about the one gym versus the other 
Mm -hmm. One gym has a sign on it that says no weapons of any kind. It's actually a gym that I go to. Um, Obviously, if I had a weapon in there, no one would ever know. And, you know, if, if a situation came to pass where I needed to reveal that, then I wouldn't really care. The other gym has a sign on it that says no open carry weapons on the gym floor. It's very specific about it. Um, right. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, the owners, you know, gyms are franchised. The, the owners are just to- two totally different dudes. One of them is a, a wimp uh, and the other one is a pretty cool guy. Uh, well, you do know that those like no conceal and carry signs are what's going to save your life. Because, you know, if a criminal comes up there and sees that people aren't allowed to carry on the premises, they're just going to turn around. And it's a gym is a very hard target. It's a huge wide open space where all of the people are kind of lined up in rows because of the exercise equipment. And there's a big glass face on the whole thing. So you can see it's a super secure site. Uh, You know, if I were to do a threat assessment, gyms would be, I would never try and and bust into a gym. Right. Um, and it's almost surprising. I don't know. I guess they might be afraid someone's going to Hulk smash them. But it's almost surprising when you look at the 90, I think it's 94% of mm-hmm. mass shootings that occur in gun-free zones. It's almost surprising that a gym hasn't been on the list. They've got mall, school, church, uh, uh, liberal's house. And right. yeah, gym's probably going to be on the list. There's, there's probably some liberal psycho listening to this so they can report um, to uh, Media Matters or whatever. Got my first Media Matters smear. Right. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. that'll be awesome to respond to next time. But yeah, you know, I don't think that any liberal has enough guts to try anything at a, at a gym. They've got to pick targets that are much smaller and weaker and the most vulnerable yeah. and le- the least able to fight back. So they're like, oh, they're, they're at least muscles at the gym. I don't feel like yeah. dealing with that. <laughs> yeah. There might be some fighters in there training. Yeah, yeah. Goodness gracious. All right, so what's got your blood boiling in the news right now when when you're, uh, oh my goodness. When you're going to the gym? So your blood pressure's just on the rise. You need some uh, Dr. Z's uh, Z-stack. <laughs> well, for uh, I think all of us probably have a little bit of high br- blood pressure over Biden's speech from the other day. Uh, that was the most intense gaslighting I have ever seen in my entire life. I saw your video on that. It was really good. Definitely. You were were actually the first and maybe the only person that I saw talking about the gaslighting thing. Really? Because that was... I just... I don't know. I don't know how I can continue to be surprised by anything at this point. But how blatantly they can get away with lying and just outwardly do I mean they they labeled Trump as a liar for four years. You know, if he said something was tremendous that really wasn't tremendous, that was considered a lie. Um, you know, if he gave a scientific standard of tremendous. Exactly. Like he misrepresented the word tremendous, you know, or like that was considered a lie. And and the the standard is just not even there anymore. And when our president can get up and say that the other party is doing exactly everything that his party has done, and not only that, they didn't stop, they didn't condemn uh you know, they didn't speak out against it. And they're out there instigating it, saying, you know, Chuck Schumer saying things like, 
they're going to pay the price to the Supreme Court justices or take to the streets or corner them in the uh, in the restaurants like Maxine Waters, all of these things. And they're saying that we're the ones that are the threat. We're the ones that are lawless, that we don't respect the constitution, that we don't respect the will of the people. I could go on and on because I, I know that everybody heard it the same way that I did. Um, that, yeah. Got my blood pressure through the roof. And I think it's more, it's not only that, it's just the fact that there are people responding and saying that it has legitimacy, that they believe what he's saying. And I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand this level of brainwashing. I don't understand people because we'll watch that. And we're, as your show suggests, outspoken Samantha. Uh, by the way, make sure that you follow. I don't know why I'm pointing. You guys can't see this. Uh, make sure that you. <laughs> Uh, follow her or subscribe to her YouTube channel and follow her on social media. And it couldn't be easier because the links are literally right below, like right, like right there. That's yeah. where the link is. You just got to hit it and it takes you to it. Um, so subscribe, hit the notification bell. Um, I guess you have to hit the notification bell and then hit all. YouTube is very confusing. I'll, I'll just be honest. I'm excited for the day that they're kind of pushed out of the market by a competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, before that, da, 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 da. yeah, so we are speaking with people about it. And we're like, hey, this is kind of concerning because of the long arc of human history. The only thing that's ever happened, uh, people say, oh, well, violence is off the table. I'm like, oh, that means you're an idiot. The only thing that has ever happened in the human experience is violence. That's why there is the saying that strong men make good times, good times make weak men, weak men make bad times. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that's been happening, okay? And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, Caligula, surprise, you know, he's a tyrant, or Nero, or uh, whoever, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, communist regimes, Lenin, Stalin, like, and everyone's always so surprised. And everyone says, like, Hitler's the pinnacle. Hitler's not even the pinnacle of bad guys in history. Six no. million Jews and, and gypsies and homosexuals, that's bad, but they're, that's small potential. Mal, we're talking tens of millions. I think twenty. I want to say a hundred million. That one. Well, twenty is the low estimate. Uh, right. Most people say somewhere between a hundred and two hundred million. Socialism, communism has caused the deaths of at least two hundred million people in the last like hundred years. Yeah. That, that's just that's a fact. Uh, well, but it could have been because of global warming or it could have been... They didn't because, try it properly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Hitler, bad dude. Like, I can I can see the headlines now. Joe says Hitler's not really a bad guy. Hitler is obviously a bad guy. But in the long arc of human history, kind of a small-time bad guy. His mm-hmm. contemporaries were much... Mussolini was the stupidest of bad guys. He, he, was, he was the worst... Not the worst, like the the most horrible. He was just a bad, bad guy. He wasn't good at yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but then Hitler's in that like bottom group. Like, and that's what's that's a whole nother conversation. But we're talking to people, and we're like, hey, this is bad. They are othering people, they're othering us, they're othering mm-hmm. our families. And they're like, no, I don't think it's that bad. He he's just saying, like, the the few people, like people that would vote for Donald Trump, and like 70 million people voted for Donald Trump. At least, at least. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, for people that constantly talk about voter suppression and having the right to vote, they just labeled 
half the country as extremists for voting the way that they see fit to vote, for voting freely, for using that right. So it's like, so we're not allowed to vote the way we want to vote. Um, or we, we receive this horrendous label and we're separated from the rest of the country and targeted. Um, and then saying, what was it that he said about, um, oh my goodness, I just lost it, my train of thought, sorry. Respecting the will of the people. I mean, there were, I don't know. There were many things that he said that were just kind of off the rails. But I mean, like I said, they talk so much about this constitutional right to vote. Or if you, uh, if if you, you focus on one leader. Want. Huh? If you vote for who they want. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he said that, you know, this focus on one leader is detrimental to democracy. It's like, but yeah, but we're not allowed to focus on any leader but you. <laughs> so, so many contradictions. People also need to understand that that speech, the the message, the symbolism, all that stuff doesn't occur in a vacuum. This this stuff has been building up and it's continuing to build up. I, I think what it tells us, if anything, is they are like in the ninth inning, they are getting ready to, you know, swing for the fences. They're in the ninth inning and they they either feel like they're a couple of runs down. And they need to swing for the fences, or they feel like they're so far ahead that they're unstoppable. Um, in any event, it's going to be bad, but it's not occurring in a vacuum. You mentioned Maxine Waters, just like within the last 12 months, Maxine Waters says that we have to let these people know, whatever these people means, uh, the, the non racist yeah. version of these people know that they are not welcome here. There is no place in a civil society for these people, these people being the 70 plus million yeah. uh, ultra MAGA supremacist or whatever, because in their minds, if you voted for Donald Trump, you are Hitler or right. a Hitler right. youth. Right. Well, and then Kathy Hochul said the same thing about New Yorkers. If you're a Republican, you know, you're not welcome in our state. Go move to Florida where you belong. <laughs> yeah. I I don't get it. I don't understand how... They can't see the division, how the labeling of groups, pitting sides against each other. I mean, this is how societies are taking taken over. It's not like this government really just comes and infringes on your right. They use rights. They use the citizens to do their work for them, to get into the communities and turn against their neighbor and turn their neighbors in and criminalize their neighbors. And like I said, do the dirty work for them. Um, so they've got to convince people in every single community to get on their side. And then, you know, start breaking apart communities from within. Yep, 100%. Yep. I, I will tell you guys this. I'm not a, <clears throat> I'm not a big prepper. Yeah. But I am someone who understands that my safety and my family's personal safety is my and my family's responsibility, not the neighbors, not the police, not the government. Uh, so I, I guess we we have more provisions than a completely unprepared childlike adult who's just like the world is moving towards utopia and has a unicorn, you know, <laughs> thing coming out of their forehead. And it's always rainbows and butterflies behind them when they walk into a room. We have more preparations than them. But I am telling you right now, I am more, I'm growing more and more uncomfortable with the fact that like I can look out and just see my neighbors. Like I can see this neighbor's house and that neighbor's house. Um, and 
I know that my neighbors hate me because I've been, I've driven down the street or been on a walk and gotten flicked off by just pedestrians in the neighborhood, cursed out, right. flicked off. I've not had things thrown at me yet. Um, but I am very uncomfortable with the fact that I'm surrounded by mindless idiots um, Mm -hmm. who they don't understand that throughout the course of history that they are the Nazis. Like they're people, you're the secret police or the informants for the secret police. Right. The police were saying, we're just following orders. You have no excuse. You were just volunteering to participate in this nonsense. And uh, yeah, well, that's all and that, I'll say about that. Well, and that brings us to the eighty-seven thousand IRS agents that they just hired. They're arming them, training them to do raids, and uh, given permission to use deadly force if necessary. Um, but of course, it's just to, to go after people that aren't paying their taxes, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, well, two things about that. I'm looking for a particular uh, post real quick that's in my bookmarks. Um, one, okay, so I'll I'll say like honestly, because a lot of people are freaking out about this, um, major duties on the IRS side. I'll tell you this. This blurb is actually uh, minus the working a minimum of 50 hours per week. Uh, that's a federal... That's like a federal 1811 series agent. So I, I've been saying for month, like weeks, if no, I've been saying for months that the danger is that they're 1811 series agents. That is a, a federal agent with all of the bells and whistles that an FBI agent, a Secret Service agent, a DA agent, they all, their badges say different things. But in the government, in the schedule, the GS schedule, they're an 1811 series federal agent. So there's no difference between this IRS agent and what they can do to you and an FBI agent. You know, they can mm-hmm. hold you under the Espionage Act. They can, um, under the Patriot Act, they can put you in the deepest, darkest hole uh, for days, if not weeks, with no charges, tell your family and work nothing. Um, that That's what an 1811 series federal agent can do for reasons, because security... Um, but when they talk about the firearm and be willing to use it, I will say, and be willing to use deadly force, I will say that that is a standard, that's like boilerplate language that mm-hmm. is included in all. Like, so a mall, if a mall cop, every job that requires the carriage of a firearm has this line in it, mm-hmm. um, which isn't necessarily an excuse, but I would argue that they should not, that they should not have these, uh, there's so much like nonsense in here. Let's see. I can't find it. Uh, I don't think that the agents should have firearms. I don't think they should be 1811 uh, series right. agents. Is it not my bookmarks? Hmm. Anyways, there's a there's an image out there, and maybe someone texted it to me. Maybe it's in my text. And it, it's a news article, um, and when you start talking, I'll try and Google it, because maybe I can find it there. But okay. not only... So they're, they're hiring the 87,000 IRS agents that are federal agents, uh, federal law enforcement agents, but they also procured $700,000 of ammo 
Yeah. And I've worked in procurement literally for the government. I've also been, uh, you know, I've been a resource management officer when I was in the army. I've also been that person that procures all the ammo um, uh, for units to do these different range exercises. $700,000 of small arms ammo is mm -hmm. insane. That is an insane amount. Um, that That's not the the type of ammo loadout for training because one, so the agents go to Fletzy, they're trained under a completely different budget. They're not, their training rounds when they are being trained to become federal law enforcement agents don't have anything to do with the IRS, the FBI, the Secret Service. They're Fletzy, their federal law enforcement education and training center budget. And they mm -hmm. procure all of the rounds, the, the, the cars and stuff. They get all the training. You get that badge. You go to your agency. When you're at your agency, then you qualify maybe twice a year. You There's no... like Because they came out and said, oh, well, it's for training. We have to train the agents and they have to have continuing training. There's no agency out there where that amount of agents burns through 700,000 rounds in a yeah. year or two. Right. Uh, I don't know what they're planning, but that is nuts. Yeah. I mean, there are so many things that are so concerning about that. Just the sheer size and the number of agents that they just brought on just to double the, the size of the entire organization. Um, that seems like a lot of agents just to go after the billionaires. Um, but I think it's a little, you know, I've seen a lot of people say that they're just, they just want to make sure that people are paying their taxes. And it's like, well, why do they need almost like a militarization of this or of these new agents? Why do they need all of this ammo if all they're doing is just making sure that small business owners like myself are, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's? Um, and I think I think it just astonishes me sometimes how much how much credit and how much trust people put in these agencies, especially when you have oh, yeah. exposed such an agenda of targeting people for their political beliefs or um, lying <laughs> about the things that you're doing. You know, Joe saying that he wasn't going to raise taxes on people making under four hundred thousand dollars a year, and we see in this Inflation Reduction Act that doesn't actually re reduce inflation that um, anybody making over $10,000 a year is going to see their taxes go up. And I think that they're, you know, really trying to find ways to pay for all of these uh, spending things that they want to, that they want to do. And they've got a nickel and dime people <laughs> down to, you know, down to their nickels and dimes pretty much to, to try and accommodate all of these costs. Um, but we have seen how so many of these agencies have become political. And we saw, you know, Obama in his presidency using the IRS to target conservatives. Um, and I, I, I truly believe that that's kind of what we're looking at again. And I, I never want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but if we have reason to believe that that's the direction things are headed in. And so when you talk about preparing and, uh, you know, just making sure that you have everything that you need to prepare for whatever's coming. Um, I think that targeting can come in any way, whether they choose to go after your bank account, um, the go after your ability to even purchase things. Um, I think it can take shape, you know, in any form. So 
However, you can prepare in making sure that all of your I's are dotted and all your T's are crossed, do that. But also whatever you can put in your home to prepare for that. I think that's the best people can do. I don't think it's a place to panic or um, you know, to to automatically assume that you're going to be one of the people with a IRS agent knocking out the door, but you gotta be I... ready for these things. <laughs> I'll be honest, if they are just using this IRS nonsense to increase audits, then I'll have a warm fuzzy because I just, I, I don't believe that's true. I found, I couldn't find the article I was looking for. I found an article that references it, but I didn't know the second piece. Um, this is the New York Post, which is pretty reliable because they're constantly uh, canceled by big tech and like their their articles are... Uh, deleted or blocked on Facebook and Twitter. Now, here's uh-huh. the thing. They're a actual news publication, so they can be sued and held liable for the statements that they publish. That's right. how you can pretty much know that they're true. Uh, why is it not showing the right screen? Hmm. I'm going to reshare the screen. Uh, okay. There we go. There's his shining face. Um, but yeah, so when you, when you, you're putting, you know, you're putting your butt on the line, publishing this stuff, uh, unlike big tech just says, oh, lacking content or, or context or, uh, mostly false or whatever, but they're not held liable for the statements they make. So this GOP wants answers on IRS, a $700,000 ammo stockpile. Uh, but this second part, I was not even aware of as Dems, okay, $80 billion for agency enforcement. Is that is that how much these agents are going to cost? Eighty billion dollars. Um, I hadn't heard that either, but I would not be surprised in the yeah, least. This that would not surprise me. August thirteenth, so it's almost a month old. Congressional Republicans uh, want to know what the Internal Revenue Service spending seven hundred thousand dollars worth of ammunition has recently added five million dollar roundup. 5 million round stockpile. And and that's the whole thing. I mean, just take your phones, guys. Divide 5 million rounds into 87,000, you know, individuals. Right. It it's truly and and keep me honest, there are law enforcement officers in the audience. There are a lot of veterans, a lot of active duty in the audience, and we know what range days are like. We've loaded tens of thousands of rounds into magazines like so we know Right. Keep me honest. This seems like an alarming, this seems like a loadout. This seems like something that, hey, we're going to Kuwait, we're going to Iraq. This is what we need. In right. my in my little mind, uh, you know, <laughs> with over a decade of experience in this, in actually this, procuring these materials for mission sets. But anyway, right. you know, maybe I fell and hit my head. Uh, yeah, but it says as Democrats voted to give the agency eighty billion dollars for stepped-up enforcement. Right. How how did this get by? Like I didn't even know about this. Right. Yeah. Well, that happens a lot for at least for me. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, I don't like to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I think at this point there are so many things that just are just within the realm of possibility. Um, you know, so many things in the past couple of years that we, you know, a few years ago, we'd have been, we would have said that would have never happened. Like they would never uh, make us take a vaccine to keep our jobs or, you know, make us wear a mask to go grocery shopping. Or, you know, there's so many things that just were so beyond the realm of possibility just a couple of years ago. But at this point in time, 
I don't think there's anything beyond the realm of possibility. Um, nope. Yeah. 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 Neither do I. Yeah. This is. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I would say if you're not a prepper, maybe consider becoming prepper light. Whatever yeah. that means to you. Right. I mean, for me, I mean. I, when I go to the grocery store, I buy a few extra cans of canned food or I'll buy, you know, extra um, gallon jugs of water and just keep them in my house. I mean, I don't think that you need to go crazy with it, but just add a few extra items that are non-perishable that you can kind of keep for a couple of years. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, better to be prepared. <laughs> Yeah, there's a rule. There are a lot of people that are would consider themselves like casual preppers or whatever, which is also uh, like in Texas, which is also, hey, the power is out for two weeks or the roads are iced over for two weeks or in Virginia, we're stuck on I-95 for three days because emergency services is a total nightmare, apparently. Um, you know, there, there are things if you don't have the water and the lights and electricity, the heat and air that you have in your house, there are a lot of situations that could be very scary for you that mm -hmm. are just a simple... I mean, I remember being a kid and we'd have power outages for days. Sometimes, you know, hurricanes in Virginia, a week to 10 days, and we didn't freak the heck out. My parents weren't preppers at all. My parents are New York City Democrats, but they had candles, flashlights, they had uh, portable heaters, they had canned food that we could eat for, you know, a bunch of kids. It, yeah. It's it's really common sense. Um, and the easiest way to do it, those a casual, you know, prepper would say, you go to the grocery store, if you're getting a non-perishable good or a stealth-shabled good, get one for you and one for a friend. One, yeah. one, And that friend is you later when the <laughs> stuff hits the fan. And exactly. Exactly. No You're your own best store. friend. <laughs> yeah. So get one for you and a friend. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, I think that's just the least anybody can do. And I think pretty much any, you know, even when we're on a budget and paying, you know, well, we're only paying what $3 a gallon in gas, at least that's what it is here. So I guess we have to give Joe all the credit for saving us. But, you know, when we have gas prices and food prices going up, I understand that some of these prep things can be a little overwhelming or just maybe not within the budget, but just, you know, get a couple extra bags of pasta or, um, you know, canned corn or whatever. I mean, you'll be, you and your friend will be grateful that you have it later. <laughs> <laughs> you and your friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, 2000, well, depending all, if it's really bad, then 2000 calories a day per individual is pretty modest. You could survive on a lot less. Yeah. Uh, uh, good night. Yeah. yeah. It's such, it's nuts as an American to feel like you need to have a conversation like this. But people that I know, love, trust, respect, whatever, uh, when we when the topic gets kind of, you know, broached out and about in the wild, I'll just say it like, yeah, yeah, you you probably should. You probably should have definitely water or a means of of cleaning, you know, water from outside. Right. Um, yeah, because it's uh, you know I'm I'm seeing. Have you seen this? I'm seeing all over as a meme or as a one line you know post now showing up mm -hmm. all over social media is where only a civilization is only ever nine days away or nine meals away from anarchy. Um, you know, you don't mm -hmm. have food and water. You don't have the trucks going and stuff for just nine days, and a, a society will just evolve in the chaos. 
Uh, I had not seen that, but oh, man, like, it's all over Twitter. Sounds extreme. <laughs> so, yeah, I would uh, believe it. I mean, it's pretty simple. You don't have to be like a CIA certified interrogator. You withhold food for someone for nine days, they start getting pretty. They they start yeah. to feel pretty insecure about the future. Um, yeah, well, and I think we've seen a, a lot of steps leading up to this. I mean, just a few months ago, we didn't have baby formula. I mean, how many empty grocery shelves have we seen? Even the toilet paper thing, that was wild. I think that was like the first kind of eye-opening experience. Like, what if we run out of everything else? You know, so we know this is possible here. I mean, especially with the administration we have, where he can label half the country as a threat and extremist. I don't think that there's anything that they wouldn't do. That's just... Conspiracy theorist side of me, but... In that, it's not just... Like, we're not crazy. When you look around and see things that have actually happened, yeah, we've had PayPal, Visa, Bank of America, like big financial institutions decide that someone's account needs to be closed. Like, it needs... Like, because they're so bad an individual. We've also had in California, uh, the power company being able to determine... That you know, person X, Y, and Z can't have electricity because of really to call it spade a spade because of a political ideological position, like because mm-hmm. of what you believe or what who you support, um, yep. you're no longer allowed uh, to participate in commerce or to have electricity. Like rather, that's why that's you know, communism, guys, is the merger. It's the marriage between government and private enterprise. That's why we don't want it. I don't like that the the government could leverage power through the power company. I want Mm -hmm. the power company to be able to say, F you, I can do what I want. Like, you don't tell me what to do. I could cut your power. Right. Like, you're the the customer and things are totally out of whack. Right. Uh, Right. Well, and we, I mean, it's definitely a society or at least an administration or whatever you want to call it that and i think this blows my mind too but they're they're an elitist or you know uh administration it's all about their power and uh utilizing whatever citizens that they can brainwash into doing their dirty work for them to make them more powerful um but it blows my mind that people will suffer. They will go without food. They will see empty shelves. They will see uh, destruction. They see, you know, lawlessness and crime and endless looting and all of these things happening um, that their elected officials are willing to let happen and still believe them when they say that your neighbor that voted for Trump is your enemy. They're your problem. They're the ones that are making your life difficult. Um, they they can't connect the dots. I know. Ever. I know it blows my mind. It, I just <sighs> like to that random leftist, or you know, as as the communist regimes call them, the useful idiots, because that's what they're being, and that's what they've called them. Yeah, make that make sense. Like, what is Samantha doing? What am I doing? Right. To call, like, how powerful do you think that I am that I can make the price of the everything in the economy go up? Like, I'm I'm, right. a, I'm an economic wizard, right? Well, the price of know, goods doesn't give a crap about us. No, no. Well, and it's interesting how you see, you know, places like New York, you know, where they have a, a Democratic governor, a Democratic mayor, like almost every piece of their state is run by the left. 
And they will still tell you that me, outspoken Samantha, down here in Texas, is a bigger threat to you than Kathy Hochul or Eric Adams or you know any of these people that are letting lawlessness run their city and willing to let people suffer uh, with their um, what is it, soft on crime policies. But they'll still believe it when you say, you know, Samantha down in Texas is your biggest threat, or Joe out in D.C. is your biggest threat. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> well, I don't have the power to make your life that miserable, and I don't want to make your life that miserable. Even if we disagree on literally every single thing, I, I want you to be able to afford groceries. I want you to be able to put gas in your car. Uh, yeah. The funny thing is, it's propaganda 101. Um, yeah. I, we, we used to say indoctrination, and that's become somehow unacceptable to say. Indoctrination is a thing. Uh, it's usually, you can also do it positively. We indoctrinate our kids with the Bible and with, you know, law and order and all these things. Uh, but what you're saying, it's they're falling prey to the most basic propaganda techniques. One of them is repetition. Mm-hmm. Which yep. is like sales and marketing. They say it three times. I said Z stack like eight times in in the ad read uh, that I did. It it it's mar- it works. You hear the thing Z stack promo code Mobley my pillow promo code Mobley. It's like yep. why are the promo codes the same? They could be anything because repetition you it anchors in your brain and for whatever reason you believe it's true. Yeah. You know, well, there, there's still people debating about if the Earth is flat or around, and did we go to the moon? It, it's it's whatever you hear over and over, you start to believe, and then it's like Joe and Samantha are causing all of the carbon emissions, and <laughs> it's nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. Like, turn off the CNN box, guys. Right. Right. Well, and it's like the, you know, the the words tolerance and acceptance are just a marketing strategy, you yeah. know? Tolerance I mean, with the fist. But yeah, exactly. Or when they're like clipping you off down the street, um, just because you have, you know, a different sign on your car or whatever it is. Um, and not to, you know, just completely change topics on you, but it's how we have parents that now accept drag queen shows for their kids and how you know they have invited these things into their schools that you can put a explicit graphic book in front of their child and they say you know it's it's intolerant of me if i take that away from them like they believe it if they're labeled as the intolerant bigot if they stand up for morals if they protect their child i mean how did we get here is my question. I think it's the same topic because I'm I'm team Michael Knowles on this. So many people go squish on a lot of things. Um, as a matter of law, am I against gay marriage? Me, Joe Mobley, not Republican Party, not all conservatives, not, not anyone other than me. As a matter of law, am I against gay marriage? Yes. Why? Mm-hmm. Because the Bible says that it's a sin. And I submit to the authority of that. Whether I like or understand it, that that's a whole uh, mm-hmm. that's a whole uh, what's the word? It's like I have the word emotional stuck in my head. It's it's not objective. It, it's a whole subjective, you know, whatever. But when all this stuff was going down, um, and 
they tried to make it a civil rights issue, which is not true. Um, no. Sexual proclivity is not a, a, a civil rights right. thing. Uh, stop conflating that, guys, and, and stop debating people as if those are the same. Right. When it when it came into the lexicon and gay marriage is becoming a thing, um, you know, my best friend that I grew up with, he's gay, and where you know, I I feel no different about him. Uh, funnily enough, he's the one who got me to start going to church. Uh, but anyway, I feel no different about him. He knows that I disagree with that lifestyle choice. Our relationship is exactly the same. Right. Uh, one of my right. siblings is gay. Uh, and our relationship is actually better than it's ever been. So right. I, I'm I'm not making it that type of thing. But I'm saying way back when gay marriage came onto the docket and people were having the conversations, it's exactly what Michael Knowles talks about all the time. When mm -hmm. being able to have foresight and look down the road, because they said then, and and we were, I was a kid, but we were crazy, and this would never right. happen. That using liberty in this way leads to licentiousness, and it's going to lead to things like minor attracted persons, where we're trying to legalize pedophilia. It's going right. to lead to things like licentious and lewd behavior, not just on television where you have to opt into it, but out in the public square, in the parades, in the classroom, people dressing up like freaking animals and getting their tickles chin or their chin tickled by a six-year-old girl. We said that was going to happen. And they said, you're being an alarmist. You're being a bigot. You're being this, you're being that. And here we are not even a generation later. And it's all that stuff and worse where we're neutering humans. We're cutting off, um, you know, we're cutting off young women's breasts. We're we're sterilizing males and females. And there's all of this. It's not confusion. It's not gender confusion. It's a lie. We're we're yeah. lying to the youth about biology. Well, and I actually do call it gender confusion because I mean it's gender ideology, it's queer theory, it's all these things, but I think it is gender confusion because you're confusing kids. You're completely confusing them because if you don't bring oh, it up, yeah. if you don't talk about gender issues, if you don't bring up sexuality with your kids, you know, I mean, as they get older, that's a whole other situation and you can have those conversations and you should. But when you talk about gender identity, like whether or not your biology aligns with your expression and you know whether or not that requires surgery and all these things there are zero children that will bring that up if not influenced by an adult and it's interesting because you will True. see a leftist parent has two kids and 100% of their kids are queer and i have three children and none of mine have ever said anything about that, ever. They don't ask about gender identity. They don't ask about whether or not I assigned them the wrong gender at birth or that they feel like a boy or girl, the opposite. They do what they do as kids. They play with the toys they want to play with. They, you know, they, they're their individual people. And I don't have to put a drag queen in front of them to educate them or to give them options. They, they're, they just are who they are. Um, it is absolutely insane that, to me. The, justification, true, the justification I have seen for this absolutely blows my mind. Just, just somebody the other day said, well, you know, you see uh, inappropriate billboards and ads and magazines all over the place. And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> and if I did, I would not sit my child down in front of it. I mean, it's still my job, even when I see those things well, out there. Well, there's nothing public. we can do to stop this, Junior. You might as well just sit down here. Yeah. And just well. <laughs> like, you know, sit down with, you know, examine it really closely. I mean, 
And, and it's just justification, the justification of it. And not just by that, but by parents. These are your children. These are your children. What are you doing to them? Uh, allowing grown men from the adult entertainment industry to come into your school and interact with your child. <laughs> I had no problem with and drag queens, you know, a few years ago, zero, never, never thought about them. It wasn't until they started coming into the school and invading our space that it became a problem. Did you see the story that some of the drag queens that they're hiring to come speak at a library or school near you also happen to be sex offenders? And that's yeah. something that should come up. Uh, funny story, you're not allowed to work at a school if you're a sex offender. That's why they have right. a registry. <laughs> right. And they're not even vetting these people. I mean... That would be racist and wrong. <laughs> right? That would be transphobic if you wanted to investigate anybody coming within, you know, a mile of your child. I, I mean, simple questions. Uh, is there anything that lawfully prohibits you coming within, say, 5,000 feet of this uh, building here? <laughs> like, right? Like you're supposed well, to give you a school that. pass and put you in a, in a classroom full of five-year-olds. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. It's well, and you see... I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. I don't no, mean no, to. No, no, no. I don't know if you saw that video of the drag queen who said, stop bringing your kids to these events. We are adult <laughs> entertainers. That Our entertainment is not appropriate for children. So that leads me to believe, I mean, there are drag queens. They understand exactly what they're doing. <laughs> Sorry, phone call. Um, they understand exactly what they're doing. They understand the nature of what it is that they do. So the only reason you would have a drag queen that wants to be next to children and bring this to, you know, in front of innocent eyes if there is if they're a predator. That is that's the only reason they won't want to bring this because they all know exactly what they're doing. They all know exactly what their entertainment industry is focused on, that their entire persona is hypersexualized characters of women. Um and the only reason they, you know, there are people that are understanding and have a very sane view of it and realize that the boundaries that are needed and those that don't. And I think those that don't really do have an issue with whether or not they should be actually be around children. <laughs> so that's my take on 100% it. 100% agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also agree with the confusion thing, uh, too. I, I would say with adults, I wouldn't call it gender confusion, but with the kids, yeah. It's incredibly yeah. confusing. They have the the words. There's so much theory and highbrow, like philosophical nonsense with it. Um, and like, if you watch What is a Woman? They have all these experts and air quotes, and they can't explain any of these things. All of the words have a hundred word definitions. All of these three and four syllable words that no one, no, they they weren't even things like. Um, uh, what's one like people keep saying like neoliberal global commune or no neoliberal global capitalistic something it's mm -hmm. like that that's what's causing the suffering it's like what are those five words you just said like what is right. that that doesn't mean anything <laughs> right like, I get it you've got the PhD in lesbian dance theory or whatever right. that I it's, should be paying for yeah. It's freaking nonsense. Oh, yeah. I definitely feel like an idiot for paying off my loans. No, right. I don't. That, that's like basic responsibility, but right. it's a brave right. new world. Kind of tying these things together. Another little 
you know, mm-hmm. not a super prepper, but maybe pepper light. Maybe you should be too. Mm-hmm. Um, another one of those things, just in the long arc of history, it's all that we have, guys. It's the thing that keeps happening, you know. Um, the downfall of a society is so perfectly predicted by um you can see what happens with art and culture and and what the standards for beauty love truth they kind of degrade and then it's kind of like oh something could happen at some period but when societies stop protecting children they fall yeah. every single one no society has made it past a few decades after victimizing in the in as publicly acceptable, victimizing and harming children. That right. is never, there. there is something in the human spirit that does not allow that to, to go on. Right, and the fact that they, they refuse to acknowledge, I mean, they by the people that are accepting this, because, you know, I, I think that there are definitely people at the top that know exactly what's happening. That's why they're pushing it from the White House. Uh, they know exactly how this is going to affect society. But the people that follow it, um, they don't acknowledge the long-term repercussions and consequences of what they're doing to kids now. Um, I, w- I came across a video the other day, and I'm probably going to do just a, a thing on it on my channel. And I wish I could remember what the guy's name is. I know it starts with an M. But he was on this video sobbing about not only what he had been convinced to do about his body. Um, I think he started out as a male, transitioned to female, came back to male. And he was saying, you know, I've come to terms with the things that I've done to my body. You know, most of the time I'm at peace with it. But he was saying how, you know, every time he reads a story about somebody that regrets transitioning and the the hormones and the surgery and all that, he's like, it just breaks my heart. He said, what are we doing to our kids? What are we allowing to, you know, what are we allowing to happen to them? Um, and the fact that, you know, parents can truly justify, um, you know, my my eight-year-old knows exactly, you know, whether or not they're a boy or a girl. And, you know, they know exactly uh, what it means to be on uh, puberty blockers. And they know exactly what it means if I lead them down the path to get surgery. They know exactly what the long-term repercussions of this are. And it's, I don't, I don't, I mean, even as an adult, I can't make decisions about what's going to happen 20 years down the road. I can't imagine putting that on a child. Um, and this is destroying them. And we're seeing more and more stories come out of kids who are like, why didn't you stop this? Why didn't you protect me from this? Why didn't you, you know, get me the help that I needed, whether it was depression or anxiety or something else that was going on in my life? Instead, you allowed me to destroy my body. Um, and that's what we're going to see. But it, it, I think in the same vein as all these other things, there's so much denial. Even when we come to them with this evidence that all of these kids are experiencing regret, they're going to be like, that's not happening. Even now they say that it's rare, that, that you know, reg- transition regret is rare, that you know, these kids are going to be able to accept the terms of their decisions. And even if they do cut off their breasts, they can just buy a padded bra and tape them on. It's, it's fine. Yeah. It's... And- we we were at um I think we were at church the other day and people send me all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> Someone texted me that video that you were talking about. I watched it this morning. Um uh just really sad and impactful. But I forgot where we were. I think we were at lunch maybe after church. And someone sent me, it was a picture of a mom. And her biological daughter, who had just had a double mastectomy, 
Um, and then what presumably her little brother and they were all together and um, they were like celebrating it. Mm-hmm. And the, I saw that. It was just really, I mean, as a parent and as someone who's um, worked with specifically child trauma situations for almost six years, it's just really sad to see because it's, it's like when I was back doing the human trafficking thing, it's like watching someone walk down that road and knowing how destructive the road is. And at that point, there's nothing you can do. Right. Um, there, there's nothing that can be done for this uh, little girl. She's this permanent life-altering decision that has been pushed on. There is a social contagion factor. I don't care what that. I don't care that big tech is going to put a you know medical misinformation banner under this because I said that. Where there is a social contagion uh, aspect to this, uh, and she can't go back. She's not going to be able to fix that. And uh, people that are having all of the other surgeries and taking all the hormones, you can try really hard to get back to some baseline normalcy, but by and large, you can't. Yeah. 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 Well, and, uh, oh, I had a thought. It was gonna, my brain is not working today. Uh, The social contagion thing. Oh my gosh. Oh, sorry. There it is. Light bulb. Um, I was, um, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, deny the social contagion thing that that's not a thing. But we, especially, so girls are like the prime target for transgenderism. Like the pri- the primary people that are signing up for surgeries and hormones are girls wanting to transition to boys. And people don't don't think that this is has anything to do with the social messaging or social contagion. But we live in a society. Why would anybody want to be a woman? Why would anybody want to be a female? Having a uterus is terrible. It's a burden. Uh, If you want to go into athletics, uh, you are not going to succeed unless you are a biological male that wants to be a woman. You don't have a right to private spaces or locker rooms. Um, you don't have a right to speak out if you are uncomfortable in any situation. There is pretty much this consistent messaging that being a woman or being a girl is not good enough, that you have to take on like this male persona or a more masculine identity to get recognition. And for all of these people that talk about misogyny and uh, toxic masculinity, um, they're making it sound like being a woman is about the worst thing that you can be right now. Um, I mean, they put, was it Rachel Levine nominated for Woman of the Year? You know, Lee Thomas out there. um, And, you know, we have all these athletes taking these scholarships. And it's just this consistent messaging that being a woman is a burden. Like being a biological woman is a burden that you, if you want to really succeed and get out on top of things, then you need to become a man. It's so funny. They say that the the trans stuff isn't erasing women, but it's, it's interesting that there are women who are the first. You know, first female fighter pilot, first uh, female Supreme Court justice, first female. It's interesting that women are not being raised by trans women, but they also have the accolade of first trans woman thing, right. first trans woman 
fighter pilot ready. There hasn't been one, but it, is that not double speak? It's it, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then the trans women who are biological men, you know, cleaning house and sports with the muscle mass, the bone density, the ligament strength, uh, the the wingspan, all that stuff. The, yeah. the, the bio, they're not benefits. They're just biological facts of being a man, biological yeah. facts of being a woman. Are there tall women? Yes. Are there short men? Yes. Uh, the the bone, the ligament, the soft and fast twitch muscle fiber, none, nothing about that changes based on the height. It, it's the XY, XX. Right. That's yeah. what determines it. Right. Uh, but it, it's interesting to watch um, trans people erase regular men and 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 or biological men and biological women. It's very, right. very interesting. Right. Uh, well, and I, I mean, sorry, I could talk about this topic forever because this is definitely something that raises my blood pressure. Um, but when they talk about how, you know, if we push these uh, traditional gender gender roles on children that we're oppressing them and we're hindering who they they could truly be. And to me, it's not a matter like I don't force things on my kids. I don't make them play with certain toys, and I don't, you know, I I don't steer them in particular directions. I let them go in the directions that they naturally go, and that's like the natural development of things. When it comes to forcing ideology on them on who someone is supposed to be, there is nothing more forceful than trying to steer your child away from their natural tendencies um, and trying to convince them that their gender doesn't matter or um, that the natural instincts that they have, whether you have a boy that wants to play with fire trucks or the girl that wants to play with the dolls, like that those things are just social constructs and that you're really doing them a favor by taking those things away from them and telling them that they're wrong. Um, they're forcing this there it's so much more forceful than forceful than all of these you know traditional gender things that they they say that we're doing that we're putting on kids so we're just letting our kids be themselves my my daughters will take baby dolls and try and nurse them because that's what they see mom doing my sons would never tried to do that no nope. they're like oh mom breastfeeds i don't have breasts so i can't <laughs> why why would i try and pretend to do that right yeah there's no forcing going on. This is just freaking. Yeah. This is we we live in the real world and they live in fantasy make believe land. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so sorry, I could go on and on, uh, but I actually have to go and do something about this nonsense up here and get my hair cut. <laughs> um, so. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the discussion, and I, you know. There's just always so much to talk about. <laughs> I know. That's why people are always like, oh, how do you prepare for the show? At most, I will pick out three to five news yeah. stories, uh, but usually just totally topical. And uh, you were like, what are we going to talk about? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We talk well, about we... I mean, there are just so many. I mean, even back in July, our last conversation, I never could have predicted the things that you know, we have to talk about today. So I'm sure next time we have a conversation, I mean, I, I hate to say it because it actually kind of makes me nervous. So what are we going to have to talk about next time? <laughs> then we'll be going through the supplies. This is exactly. a water purifier. This is how it works. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. This is what I got. <laughs> yeah. If you're still getting this broadcast, that means that the government is still allowing internet to go to your house. That's great. And electricity. That's great. Yep. yep. Oh, man. Goodness yeah. gracious. 
Well, I do. I mean, I do recommend. I I don't. I'm I'm sure you were on Rumble. I think I saw that, but I am trying to push people towards Rumble a little bit more. I mean, I love YouTube. I mean, I find it complicated, but I'm hoping that we can get more people to start using these less censored platforms. Oh yeah. So I would love for my YouTube subscribers to go over to Rumble. I have a fraction (laughs) of. Uh, my YouTube subscribers, like I have a fraction of that number on Rumble. I would love for you guys to go over there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. however, yeah. we can stay in contact at this point. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Well, outspoken Samantha, thanks so much for joining the show, guys. Make sure you follow her on social media, right there yep. below or in the, uh, the show notes. If you're a podcast listener, uh, and subscribe to so did you start a rumble channel i'm subscribed to your youtube channel i don't know if i'm subscribed yeah to everything i post on youtube i also uh post to rumble and uh, just a little plug one of my favorite things to do is just take an issue and speak about it from both sides i do like these little skits where you know i'll talk about something and then i'll present the almost the hypocritical point of it from the left um so my kids find it hilarious that they see me on video like portraying two different characters, but um, it's kind of just a fun thing. I don't mean to make light of issues, but it's it's an interesting way to kind of point out the double standards. So you should definitely come and check them out. It's funny because it's true. Exactly. I wish it wasn't. That's the whole thing. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining the show. Guys, make sure you like, share, subscribe, do all the things, hit all the bells and the dings and the whistles and whatever, uh-huh. and uh, rate and review if you're a podcast listener. That is all we got. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.